Welcome in. It's another Garage Talk podcast. Another Garage Talk. It started as a way to have uh, positive conversations in my garage, but we are not in my garage. We have Jesse G. First of all, welcome. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, and you yeah. were uh, in the studio quite a while ago at uh, Q100.3 in Medford and talking about driving over to the coast. I'm like, oh, you drive right by my house. You should stop by and do a podcast. <laughs> and for whatever reason, we just weren't able to make it work a couple of times. And and I saw you were going to be here in Brookings for 4th of July weekend at your parents' restaurant here at the Catalyst. Give us the official name. It's called Catalyst, the Catalyst Seafood Restaurant and Lounge, but everyone calls it just the Catalyst or the Cat sometimes, which is... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're in the Cat. We're deep in the basement of the Cat. Actually, we're not in the basement. We're sitting right by the very cool bar. I'm kind of embarrassed to say I've never been in here before. Oh, It's my first time. Well, welcome. But it's a great first time. Thanks <laughs> yes. for having me. And you were just pointing out, I think it's worth noting, that the bar behind us is actually made out of a boat. Yeah, so it's a lot of parts from a boat. And when you walk in the front of the doors, if you look at the bar from the doorway it's the side of a boat so it's actual shaft from a boat uh some other parts you see the boat cleats all over to hang your purses on around it um it's really cool and obviously all these parts are either from like this is from my uh, this wheel for those of you listening um this wheel is from my grandpa's old boat the karen uh the lion's whelp we have like the back part of it over there so there's a lot of stuff that's just original and you know true to Brookings and being that fishing town and stuff so and for everyone listening you are, are a country singer however I did do a search this morning as I was just trying to dig for a little bit of information oh, did you know that when you search <laughs> you on the internet that it actually says that you're a rap and hip-hop artist <laughs> and I don't know if there's another Jesse G out there that there is. is a rap and hip-hop artist but I'm like Wait a second. This says rap and hip hop. And I just, I didn't know if A, there was a rap and hip hop artist out there, or if you started as a rap and hip hop artist and there's just something that we didn't know or I didn't know that we needed to know about. You know, he's not, he's pretty good. Um, oh, it's a he. It's a he. Yeah. His name's Jesse G, too. And I feel so bad for him because I pretty much have all like everything with Jesse G when you search, uh-huh. but he's got the one thing and that's calling me a rap and hip hop artist. Is there any kind of trademark <laughs> on the name? Is it spelled the same? Uh, it, it is spelled the same. It stinks. I mean, I try, I tried to, I thought about reaching out to him, but I'm like, what's the point? You know, if, if I get bigger and bigger and bigger, it won't even matter. So, right. but I do feel a little bit bad. I think he owns Jesse G dot com. Okay. Which that stinks. So what do you have? Jesse G music and Jesse G official.com. And what about when it comes to Instagram and all of those? Jesse G official. I think he has all the Jesse G's. So that, gotcha. that stinks because obviously I have my hand in a lot of other things business wise other than just music. So it's hard in that capacity because I wanted to be Jesse G period. But instead of doing Jesse G music, I picked Jesse G official. Well, and I wonder if it comes from his actual name because it comes from your name, yes. Jesse G, because your last name starts with a G, yes. but you decided to go with just the G. Yes. How did that come about? You know, my last name is Gergen and it's really hard to spell. If, if you look at it, you wouldn't even say Gergen. You'd say like Georgian. Um, and so actually Gretchen Wilson, the lady who I'm signed with, Redneck Woman, here for the party. She's written lots of big hits. Um, she is my the head of my label and she was like, hey, I think you should just drop the Ergen and just go by Jesse G <laughs> because it's too confusing. I can't even spell it and I've known you for a long time. So let's just exit and uh yeah so now it's just jesse g and it's been catchy people like sing song it when they say it you know oh, really? yeah. that's cool 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it was a good move. Well, and plus you kind of get to stick with your name because there's a lot of people out there who decide to go with a completely different name. I know that when I got into radio, I think Scott Savage was tossed around for a while, and I'm like, oh my god, like okay, so that's a name. I'm like, or we could just go with my name. And at that time, you have like, a well, cool name. They're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, it, yours it, is fine. I've never really thought of it as two first names, but it is. Yeah, and, but that's and cool. I, and I didn't. I I guess, but a lot of radio people have two first names as their name on purpose and, yeah. uh, and everyone says did you do that on purpose like <laughs> i didn't do any of it actually my parents were responsible for all of it that's so. awesome scott savage would fit you though you think so <laughs> i mean i guess i i don't i remember going through the phone book and yeah. that was one of the, like the top five uh, on top of the list for the top five it's kind of corny but like radio kind of is corny exactly so. <laughs> right but i've always tried to be the not corny radio guy good, good, because yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm not the guy that's You're like, not, yeah. good morning, you know, like, <laughs> hello, everybody. And wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm just, I, tr- I, I feel like I'm not that guy. So if I am, someone needs to tell me because I feel like I'm not. So, Oh, you're so spot on. This is great. You know, it's like <laughs> six after seven, seven oh six. And it's going to be a good morning this morning. Like, geez, just how about this? Uh, just talk to me like I'm talking to you. And we'll be fine. I know you. So great. How much of it? Did you do the full on radio? Yeah, tour? that's why I'm laughing so hard. Okay. You're so spot on. It's not even funny. I've, I've toured all over the country. Like we did. Uh, the last run we did was right before the coronavirus happened. And oh, uh, we went. I know. We Which, got, by the way, we're social distancing right now yes. in the restaurant. We're yes. at least six feet apart. Yes. <laughs> and believe me, there's there's sanitizer right behind him. There's a squirt bottle. I can see if I can hit you across the table. <laughs> Anyway, back to radio tour. You went on radio tour. Yeah, the last tour we went on was all over the East Coast. We drove like 2,400 miles all over the East Coast uh, like this year. So it's been, I've, I've seen the whole country and I've been around a lot of radio, which I love. I mean, it's amazing. And you guys are freaking so supportive. Like oh man, Most of the time, great. right? Yeah, There's yeah. some weird situations you guys are. out there. Yes, obviously. With any industry, any type of people, you're going to get the weirdos and stuff, but then you're going to get the amazing people too. So. Well, and I think it's important for people to know that don't understand that when you go on a radio tour, it's an artist going out and you're being sent to one radio station after another yeah. multiple times per day. It's you rough. have to get up early in the morning mm-hmm. and you have to be on early. <laughs> you have to be on not early and on late and uh, on all the time. What's that like? Yeah, you do. You know, it's it's you get used to it and you, you find the little tips and tricks that like help with it. For a while there, I was like getting eyelash extensions and stuff so that when I woke up, I could just roll out of bed because sometimes the radio wants you to go out with them too at night. <sighs> so it's like you'd be out with them until like two. Good evening, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, I can't do this, you know. And then also, like, singing is hard. Actually, talking is harder. So you'll be, like, talking so much and then singing, and you have to be on all the time and smiley, and you have to, like, make sure that you're going to walk away from that in your friends, you know. So it's it's a lot of pressure, and the come down from it is intense. Like, a week after radio tour, I'm like, I don't even want to get out of bed. Like, it's... Oh, I can imagine. It's like the... I don't... They call it, like, the dopamine or whatever gets released I'm not sure what the chemical stuff is for it but um, yeah there's definitely something that happens where you just hit a wall afterwards and you just 
you know, it was same with shows when you're touring, you're like mm -hmm. so on and so releasing all this energy and, and sensing vibes from people in the crowd and just engaging. And it's crazy how much that takes out of you. Like I'm an athlete and like, it takes just as much, if not more out of me to play a show than it would be to like play a game, which mm -hmm. is crazy. Um, but, uh, obviously that's why I love it too. I mean, the adrenaline rush is on another level. So yeah, it's worth it, but it's definitely something, you know, not everyone can do it. Does it get old after a while though? Trying to, I shouldn't say old, but I know how it is. I've been around enough radio people and I'm not trying to knock radio people, no, but no, so many times yeah. it's like the same questions. I, I feel like for us, yeah. that's something we try to do a little bit differently is yeah. maybe just have a conversation as opposed to mm -hmm. you know tell us about your hit thing you know that do, yes. do you ever feel like it's just the same questions over and over 100 percent. yeah i'm sure so i bring the same guy out with me all the time his name's christian santangelo he'll be playing here tonight with us um, in our socially distant friendly concert mm -hmm. um and he so he tours with me and he's been touring with me since 2000 and 16 uh like i made him we went to college together i made him move out to nashville because he's so good at everything and he engineers he has a studio you guys would probably have a lot of fun talking gear and all that stuff oh yeah yeah he's so great um but anyway i think he gets more sick of it than me because he hears me say the same thing over and over he could tell my story just as well as i could tell my story because it is the same thing you know you walk in I usually know what to expect. Every once in a while, I'll get curveballs like you guys. That was, you know, different mm -hmm. for me. And also, you know, your studio is different. It was a cool vibe. Um, yeah, but it is a lot of talking about yourself, which. Yeah, I mean, that's what people uh, want to know, right? They yeah. want to know all about you. And yeah. as you get out there and you sing for more people and, totally. and your name starts to catch on and people start to love your music, then they want to know more about you. Yeah. They want to meet you. Isn't that want, funny? Yeah. It's your music becomes better to them because they like you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and then, yeah, if they get if they get to meet you, right, they feel like there's some kind of connection and people never yes. forget that, which is yes. important. Right. And yeah. I'm sure you probably want to meet your fans and yes. it's a little bit different now, I'm sure. Yes with everything going on but like to be able to connect with them build that connection and then mm -hmm. like there's people now who will meet you and 10 years from now things could be completely different and they're like oh i remember when i was you know they yeah were, which is so crazy <laughs> to think about probably for you i can imagine i mean we're both yeah. from small towns you grew yep. up here in brookings yep and uh, i just raised. i just grew up like 50 miles over the mountain like oh, you know shoot. like as a crow flies yeah you know? yeah but so you know to to grow up in that environment and then to be in Nashville and all these different places has to be pretty surreal. Do you think it kind of makes you better at it though? Yes. hundred percent. I, I think that like the fact that we already grew up in a place where it was like so small and you knew everybody so well and like you were like a big fish in like a smaller pond. I think it was really good for me because I moved at the right age in, to Nashville. I mm -hmm. moved at 23. So it was like, I think, I think, it was easier to transition to that place where you have to be like in, in celebrity, almost superstar, almost mode where you're like, Hey, these people are here to see me. I'm singing for them. Like I need to engage and converse with them and, and be friends. And I don't know. I feel like being from a small town really helped me mm -hmm. like get good at those things. Well, not yeah. just a small town, but also a small town and working. Yeah. Like, Cause I know that you spent time working here and around yeah. like helping out and you, you've, you've definitely learned how to work Yes. at a, probably at a young age, I would assume. Totally. I don't know how old you were when you started, you know, helping out around with the, with the family. Cause you have what? 
four generations or something? Yeah, yeah. A family that have fished here on the coast? Totally, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up on the boat, like, with my dad. And my mom, she was a paramedic, and she was, like, really high up. So she was never home. My mom was, like, when I was little, it was, like, I just was with my dad all day long, you know, on the boats and got to know the crewmen really well and the fishermen and the other the guys, who, the other captains who own the boats here. And, yeah, it was definitely around a lot of hard work and um, seeing that and also seeing that, like, super feast and famine lifestyle where sometimes it was, like, they were bringing in lots of money and the crewmen would go out and buy a new car that day, you know, and then sometimes they were so broke mm-hmm. that we, like, didn't even really have Christmas presents, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, definitely helped shape who I was and get me ready for this crazy career that I decided to take on for sure. Well, and you've seen the industry over here. You know, you just mentioned it, the roller coaster that is. And that's even just in normal times, right, where there's good days and then there's bad weeks and then good weeks and bad days or vice versa. Yeah. And then we come into a situation like we're at right now where we're literally sitting in your family's (laughs) restaurant right now doing this podcast, which is awesome that we were able to do it here. And to think that restaurants were shut down and like what that even means. So you have an industry that's already struggled for Mm -hmm. different reasons. Yeah. You know, with the crab situation, I'm sure that's made it tough where they're like, nope, we can't crab. That's got the, what is it? The, um, the, some kind of acid, I mean, or whatever that acid. Oh my gosh. Wow, I'm blanking. I'll remember a little bit later. All right, whenever. But um, amino acids. Where they shut right? it down? No, it's uh, not algae. Is it? No. Yeah, I think it's amino acid. Is it really? I'll ask my dad when he walks back. Yeah, we'll get the expert over here. We may have a couple of visitors during this. They probably just knows? totally butchered that. Whatever. We can plug the other mic in. He can sit down. He can school us on fishing, crabbing, and all of the above. Well, and also when they're molting, you can't really fish them. So when they're mating and stuff. Oh, okay. so I mean, there's like lots of things that play into, you know, when you can fish and the ever changing. And then there's politics that get involved, mm. which is hard because the people who control that, which is the same for people in general in our politics, but like they usually live in the cities and they, they aren't the ones fishing. Yeah. yeah. And so you're like, wait, so you're making this decision from the city seven hours North of us. And you know, you don't even know what's going on here. So mm. that's frustrating for fishermen. They have their fishermen meetings here, actually. Oh, really? In this room. Yeah, it's that's so cool. cool. Like, literally, like, literally, all the crusty old fishermen will sit in here, and they'll all watch this big TV, and they'll have, like, somebody on the TV doing the conference or whatever, or they'll all be on the phone, and uh, some of them get really pumped up and start cussing and stuff. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, they're passionate about it, and it's, oh, their, my gosh, it's yeah. their way of life, right? It's how they, 100%. It's how they make their way, and so when and the decision comes down from Salem oh. and you have to deal with it. I mean, it's frustrating, you know, it and, is. and I understand how those people could get in that mindset and don't understand because if you go to Portland for a week and you just like are in that yeah. and and you kind of like don't think about your roots or whatever yeah. and you just see what's in front of you, I yeah. could see how they would make those decisions totally. and feel like they were good decisions. But the reality is they don't know because they're not in the middle totally. of it. Totally. Like you know. I was so different in college than I am now. Like it's crazy. Like I grew up super conservative and then I went to college and that was very more on the progressive <laughs> Where did side. you go to college? Um, at Linfield College oh, yeah. in McMinnville, Oregon. Yeah. yeah, which is great, you know, but, you know, my teachers did a good job of trying to be down the middle with everything. But, you know, of course, most yeah. teachers are more leaning toward the left side. It's just a and reality. Yeah, it's not, you know. totally. And which is great. Um, but and yeah, so I feel like my education and my upbringing put me way more down the center, which I totally appreciate that. And then living in the real world, 
you know, brought me a little more, I would say center, right? Which is great that I'm here. But, um, you know, back in college, yeah, I was like way more like progressive, which mm-hmm. is crazy. What, what was the point of that? What were we talking <laughs> well, about? Well, we were talking about the decisions made in Salem and when yes. you're in that environment because yes, you exactly. end up becoming like a product of your environment. 100%. Right? So for me, yes. growing up in a small town that was a logging town, yes. we had a farm, you know, a ranch, yes. you know, like a thousand acres, a little shy of that, you know, so we bucked and did all that stuff. So obviously you grew up in that environment. You're, yes. you're probably going to be more conservative and for me very similar to you yeah because emotion and passion is attached to that everyday stuff is attached to that yeah the people you surround yourself with right and then Mm -hmm. you're like oh yeah that does sound like a good idea what if all this was free yeah that'd be awesome (laughs) you know and all that and then you realize wait a second it doesn't really work that way so it's like but then again, I think there's a lot of people who find themselves floating around in the middle. Yeah. You know, like I've said on this podcast before, which I try not to talk about it too much. Yeah. yeah. I don't want Sorry. Some, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, shouldn't no, even no. brought that I'm up. totally fine with you talking about it. <laughs> the only reason I try not to is yeah. because I really can get along with almost anyone. Oh, yeah. And I hate that people will be like, oh, you're kind of a conservative. Totally. Not, or what are you? I'm like, actually, I'm fiscally conservative. Totally. If you want it, like, it's up to you. You need yes. to make your own decisions. Like, if yes. you want to do something to your body, I'm not going to tell you not to. Totally. But there's people who are conservative who would say, like, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, listen, that's not for me to say. Yeah. Like, I definitely have certain views on things that would not be conservative totally. at all. And that's yeah. what I hate about the two-party system anyway. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a good majority of the country that is just lost in the middle wanting. I think they're all, I mean, the majority, you know. You know, they just want people to be able to do what they yeah. do and, like, let me keep some of my money so I can like that's me like I just want my money I want to I'll help people where I see they need help yeah I I don't want to be told what to do like that's just it so anyway and honestly just having conversations I I just can't wait till it get till it gets to the point where we all can just talk and appreciate different points of view and agree to disagree because that's how you meet that's how you make compromises and that's how you that's how the good stuff gets done it is, and unfortunately yeah. it doesn't happen enough in yeah, my right opinion right now it's hard right now the noise yeah. right mm-hmm. and it's you, know, you got the clickbait out there people yeah. want you know people want that's where money is on the yeah. internet like more clicks the more money that's totally. made and so and it's probably not even coming from here no <laughs> okay no. but i do think it's awesome that i mean to bring this all back around to how it started about the fisherman meetings here yeah, and yeah. the decisions in salem and all that but i like that like I text you, like, should I go through the front door, or the yeah, back door? But I got whatever. to go through the back door, which was awesome because you're like, these crab literally came off the boat yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I actually drove the truck that they all got loaded into to here. And then my dad forklifted them off the truck and brought them in and, and put them in that little. Uh, so how does it work exactly? Do they bring them in right here into the bay? Yeah, okay. So yeah. The harbor? Um, yeah. So our pots are all over Oregon and California. So we have like lots of strings that's they call them all the pots on a certain a piece of rope or whatever and then you get the rope out of the water and you bring the pots up and um that that's like usually our pots i think 30 on a string okay and so they're all over oregon and california and yeah so around this time of year is when crab starts kind of phasing out and we start going into tuna season and and we just did a halibut season which which 
was awesome. Last year we only caught like four fish. This year we like slayed. It was oh, good. Really? Yeah. So new cars for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think halibut <laughs> pays that much. But okay. Um, I got carried away. Yeah. Sorry. I just yeah. heard slayed it and thought we were buying cars. Yeah. I actually watched the boys unload most of the pots off the boat yesterday. So they're they're bringing the pots back out of the water right now. And uh, so they bring them in right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we usually go down to this north hoist over here. She's pointing for people yeah. listening. Yeah. She's pointing towards. I used uh, to call it pack choice. But I don't. It's. I guess it's not called pack choice, which I just well, it grew is now. up. You just called it that. Yeah, so let's whatever. Go with it. And uh, yeah, they, so the boat pulls into the hoist, and then they uh, p- park the boat right on like the side, and the hoist goes down and drops like a hook and rope, and then it like pulls up the pots mm-hmm. and then brings them back on. Same with like you put the hoist drops like a big steel bucket thing. Mm-hmm. And the boys go down into the fish hold, which is like in the boat. Okay. And they climb down there. I'll show you the boat after we're done. If that you'd would like be to awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go show you there. Um, and they take all the crab. They put it in the steel bucket thing and then bring it up. And then the guys who are working the hoist unload the crab into um, a bunch of like boxes and stuff and then we bring it to the restaurant so Put it's it super fresh and then bring it right over yeah here. yeah super fresh dock to dish like it's literally that's what it is and i would say like that's what we're known for most here is you know we bring you stuff that we caught so like when people <laughs> it's so hard for me because i run the social media so if you're like messaging anything on instagram facebook twitter whatever it's going to be me that sees it so if you're not responding to us <laughs> on your jesse g page if we want to go back channels we go to the catalyst and slide up into the dms now yes. we know how to do it yes because <laughs> some days actually i like turn off my artist mode because i just need a little bit of a oh, I don't break you. and i like just focus on catalyst stuff but yeah so uh we uh oh yeah so i get really mad sometimes when people leave like a bad review about something that's totally irrelevant like if you leave a bad review because we weren't on our game here at the restaurant then that's totally warranted and like i appreciate it happens and i appreciate it because it makes us better and it checks us and makes us you know better but if you leave a bad review about like something totally irrelevant and i think about the danger my family has been in to get you that food that you're eating oh, it but bu- it bugs me so like you have no idea <laughs> i just get fumed because i'm like listen person we didn't just order that from china like my dad and brother literally went out caught that with their bare hands risked their lives for your benefit you know what i mean oh when you when you say risk lives i mean there was just a couple up in newport that had the place there in the harbor at newport in the bay and they didn't make it like they yeah well there's three of them out and the husband and wife that are pretty well known in that area and have their little spot right down on the dock for moe's and (sighs) it's just it's it's heartbreaking you know and they're out there just making a living and and like you said it could it's dangerous it and it could happen to anyone. Yeah. My uncle actually passed away. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hit our family like before really hard. So it's, it's, you know, I, people, you know, just when you go in any situation, just have love and just make sure you think about it before you, you know, try yeah, to be, be mean to somebody. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to do. And yeah. I think, you know, as much noise as there is out there right now, yeah. I think that there's still a lot of people out there trying to smile underneath their masks, you know? Yeah. Uh, we had to go to the store yesterday, and I think I only saw three people without one, which yeah. I was very proud of people, and I know it's Good. a very hot-button issue. Yeah. And It's uh, more about rights and freedom to some people, which it shouldn't be. That sucks, but exactly, that. Exactly, and I know people who are like, I'm not going to wear one, and I understand yeah. where they're coming from because to them, they think 
it's going to be a mask then it's going to be a chip and my exactly. guns exactly and yeah. maybe and maybe not but for me yeah. it's like well when they get to guns and a chip then, then also fit yeah yeah but in the meantime like it's a mask like totally. it was so easy to pop mine on and go and you know, mine's right here in my pocket. Yeah. If I need to pop it on, you know, I'll do so. But uh, I think if we're sitting at the table, you don't. That's like the legal. Right. Whatever, or because we are in a restaurant, well, but, but I yes. did bring it and we are, you know, everyone. I mean, we're the only two right here. You can hear some some noise yeah. and stuff going on. But I think it's worth noting that we're here before the restaurant opens. Yes. yes. And so there's people in here working mm-hmm. and we came by all the crab that were in the, <laughs> the big pots in the back. And you're like, look, they're live right there. Yeah. If you cool. want to go hold one, you can. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I need to. I think I'm OK. Uh, we can go look again. But uh, yeah. That's just so cool, you know, that we're able to sit here and, and uh, chat about some of these yeah, things. Yeah, thank and goodness. I yeah. mean, like... It this was behind me. You're waving. Oh. <laughs> we just got a lot of people walking in Starting about to, to start work. Going. Yeah. Well, it's a busy holiday. <laughs> this is a big weekend for Brookings. I know oh, that there's no fireworks. Oh, it's slammed, though. Everyone's escaping different towns and coming here, I feel like. Yeah, they are. And I know the governor was trying to tell everyone to stay home, but we've been at home since March 13th, and yeah. we've had these the spots booked since January. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to take the motor home. We're going to do our best to, we're not going to hug everyone as much as I'd like to. And you know, we're around people that we've been around a few times since this thing started. So everyone's tried to do a good job and you know, the risk levels are, are different for everyone. I mean, I think that the best place to be is like obviously socially distant, but in open air, in the sunlight. And you know, I mean, I've heard that vitamin D is like one of the biggest, like, things to combat it so i mean and who knows what's i don't know what the facts are with this virus i don't know if anybody's like super sure on it but it's so hard um, to know what's real and what isn't out there anyway yeah and when we're putting on this show like i'm encouraging people to bring their own vehicles and do their own tailgates from as far away or as close well with being distant from the other vehicles as Mm -hmm. you can so i mean we're trying really hard to just make sure to ensure everybody's safety but like at the same time everybody needs things like live music and mm-hmm. concerts and you know i don't know how we're gonna go forward in doing those but like we cannot just sit in our houses and people are going crazy i'm going crazy i'm losing it it's like well, hopefully you haven't completely lost it yet and yeah, there's still hope because we would hate to lose you i get what you're saying though there's a lot of people out there who have found themselves in a very interesting position that they've maybe yeah. never been in before and I'm there's so people worried. out there who um, have had anxiety before exactly, and have had to figure out how to deal with it, yeah. whether it means taking, God forbid, some kind of pharmaceutical <sighs> or CBD. CBD. I know <laughs> yeah. I talked to Ashley on this podcast about that, yeah. you know, my morning show partner, yeah. because she had some pretty hard times yeah, I deal with a couple it too. years ago. Yeah, I deal with it too. Honestly, like it's crazy because weed's legal in Oregon, mm-hmm. but I am not a fan of THC because I don't like that mind the effect that you have but cbd like saved my life <laughs> like i i deal with anxiety and depression too and honestly that stuff is just it just takes the edge off but you don't feel it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you just notice you're feeling better it's great so I it's interesting that to anyone who hasn't done it, so. it, it i was talking to my wife last night about different things mm-hmm. and like you know you were never around any of that stuff and people have this idea that's what i hate like preconceived notion like if you now we're finding out there's so many different positives and even yeah. a, a friend of ours was over the other day just to you know take one of the kids to do something and and uh she's like oh yeah my mom is in all these different businesses yeah and she's really busy right now i'm like oh what does she do she's like do you really want to know i'm like <laughs> well i asked like 
Well, it's I'm legal. not judging anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, she does this and this and this, and it's CBD. Like yeah. she, I guess she's like a wizard. Like she oh, makes wow. all this stuff. Yeah. And, and they I'm need like, people like that because like, they're helping people. Does she want to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, which I, maybe I will. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. But, um, just to, it, and even people I know close to me who were so against it, and yeah. now they're like, oh yeah, you know, your aunt's got a bad back and spine or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Like. You know, what it's, it bugs me because like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm totally against like, I, I, I'm a very healthy person and I don't really put drugs into my, I, I mean, I don't at all put any of that into my body and all that. I'm not judging anybody like you do with what you want to do. Like I'm totally of that. But, um, it really bothers me that like, instead of realizing how bad opiates are and like narcotics and all the, instead of that, we're like bashing, you know, natural path. Mm-hmm. Part medicines it's just that conversation why have why is that so backwards i don't know you well know? and it comes from years ago and i don't have all yeah the, the history information, of it yeah. but if you go back into the history of the united states and who has the money it was stopped how crazy is that because of pharmaceuticals and all these other things you know that because is crazy. so to know that we pump chemicals <laughs> as opposed to something over here that came from the earth is I mean, I could go on and on yeah. for days about it just because I feel pretty strongly about it. You I'm know? And it's very, like, why yes. Are we, why are we giving <laughs> people chemicals? Like, yeah. you don't agree with this, but you're over here taking this. Yeah. That's manufactured and this comes from the ground. Let's really stop Common and sense. think about it for a second. <laughs> well, it's a, it was illegal. Well, yeah, it was. But why was it? Well, yeah. it was illegal because someone wanted to make a lot of money Isn't over that here. crazy? Yeah. It's crazy that money and corporate, um, like not corporate, I guess. That's like totally political that I just said that. But like, it's crazy how power and money can control. Influence, yeah. yeah. The narrative. And change history. Like, yeah. That's nuts. Like, oh, it's a threat to the paper industry. Yeah. Hemp is, so that's, let's okay. ban hemp. Like, that's how this all... Isn't hemp paper actually better, too? Well, it's better at a lot of things. They're mixing it into concrete now and stuff because Man. it's stronger. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's kind of like, people think it's this miracle. It kind of is, in a way, you know? But people don't even want to have that conversation because no. we're from generations and generations of a certain belief. And that's the one of the strongest things. Obviously, look at, it like, other countries and stuff, like your belief in where you came from is like one of the most instilled things inside of you. Yeah, so like, right? we don't even want to have those conversations, which is crazy. Why would we want to evolve? Like, yeah. why would we want to learn new things that could actually help us? That's a terrible idea. But it kind of leads to like yeah. the point that I've made it a few times of like being open-minded mm-hmm. and searching for totally not trying to be right or wrong, yeah. but like, what is the real answer or yeah. what is, like, let's look at the situation yeah. and kind of try and unwind it as opposed to yeah. just being right all the time. I was talking to my mom about this recently when we were talking about all the stuff that's happening in the world. I'm like, and I try and say this for myself as much as anyone, mm-hmm. listen to someone's opinion and don't even think about making your own point. Yeah. Like don't make the counterpoint. Yeah. And she's like, it's hard to do. And <laughs> when someone says, but I'm like, no, 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 you just did it. Like, you, already <laughs> did, you already did it. You already like went against what I was trying to tell you. And then my wife's like, but you did the same thing when you tried to correct them. I'm like, okay, yeah. I think about this for a second. What I'm trying to say is like, yeah. just listen with an open mind and don't try and make your own point and then see what you learn. Yeah. And you still may have the same opinion, which is fine. But people are like, no, <laughs> no fishing's bad. No, it's not. It's actually really good. And those crab are probably really tasty, yeah. you know? And it's good for your body too, man. You put that stuff, in, you know, like something that's fresh and caught out in the wild ocean. You eat that stuff, like your body's just going to thank you for it. It's oh, going to yeah. love you for it, you know? It's I so mean, good. 
Yeah, man, we we just went down a hole. I did not think we were going right? to go down. This is what happens, though. Like, this I is, talked about stuff that I was like, whoa, I shouldn't have said that. Do we need to back up? I usually no. don't edit. We can, no. you know, if we need no. to. Okay, good. good. That's awesome. We're just being I, real. Well, and I know sometimes, especially in the industry, like, yeah. there can be, I'm not saying you're this way, but there's definitely yeah. people out there, artists out there who are very guarded. Yeah. And they're, That's the scary part. The publicists are you know, yeah. shaping them to be a certain way. Totally. And I understand the point of it, but yeah. it's also like people yeah. like real, like yeah. I think that's why podcasts have done so well. Like people want to hear what people have to say. They want to hear totally the realness. Cause we're all people. Yeah. Some people find success singing. Some people find success fishing. Some, yeah. you know, and so yeah. there's a lot of different ways to do it, but it's we're very, all real. You have to be brave to be real. Like you yeah. really do. You put yourself out there, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you're judged. Yeah. And honestly, like you're always going to get the people that don't agree with you and, you know, judge you and all that. But, um, you know, I just, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately because we've had so much time off and the ones I love the most are the ones where people are completely real and they say something that they probably shouldn't have, but like, or should they, yeah. yeah. Or should we be yeah. saying and not you know be what? so guarded? That's, you know, yes. that's kind of what I feel like, yeah. you know, and that's kind of what this platform allows people to do is to just say, and then let it kind of live. And to think that yeah. it could hurt someone's career, whether it's, it's yours crazy. or mine, yeah. you know, cause I was talking to you before we started this about a recent podcast I yeah. did and it's like, okay, this yeah. is a touchy subject right now, but I want to talk to my friend about what he's experienced in his life yeah. and I'm just going to do it and totally. we'll worry about the rest later. And if it means somebody's going to hold it against me because you don't <laughs> like what content was there, then that's really sad. Yeah. Honestly, that says something about you, not the person talking. Yeah. Because the truth is just going to either help people, could save somebody's life. Like it could, you know, uh, I don't think there's much bad that can come from it. Right. Like, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's, you know, angry well, people out there and yeah. people who are, uh, you know, have a yeah. a mean bone in their body, maybe, totally. you know, and, and want to be mad about look it. for the negative. <laughs> but where's the fun in that? I would hope that someone would hear it and be like, you know, I never really looked at it that way. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. And then approach it differently next time or think, totally. oh, I guess maybe if I put myself in that person's shoes. Yeah. Whether it's your shoes, you know, standing on stage, seeing all those highballs going, wow, this, yeah. this seemed like a really good idea. And now it's kind of terrifying <laughs> or, uh, yeah, or the opposite, you know, you just, you don't know until yeah. you're in that person's shoes. And oftentimes people will never be in your shoes. They won't totally. know what that's like. Cause it's hard to get that opportunity. It know? is have a platform and stuff for sure. I mean, it's scary cause you got to figure out what you want to do with it when you do have a platform, as you know, yeah. You know, like, do I want to be real? Do I want to be guarded? Do I want to be, um, how am I going to use this to help people and inform people? But then also like at the end of the day, I'm, a, I'm not an expert on many things, you know? So having a like long form conversation about like lots of things is like, you know, okay, well this is my opinion. I'm not an expert. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to say it, but you know, I'm always learning. I'm trying to always have an open mind, you know, and wow. Yeah. How do you decide how much to share with people? I used to like not share very much. It used to be way harder. And then I started realizing, you know, my fans are going to be my fans. And if I say something that like makes somebody hate me and my music and all that, then they probably weren't meant to be my on my team anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it is scary. Don't get me wrong. Like I posted a picture two days ago 
of me in a bikini because I part-time live in Florida now. And uh, it, I put lyrics to my song up <clears throat> and my song is called Blue Collar by You. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics said, the bars are full and the boats are bare. Life is good, but it ain't all fair. And then um, there's a couple more lyrics before, but then I put dot, dot, dot. Uh, we'll all weather through on blank. And I was trying to get people to like guess the song because like I knew my fans would be like blue collar by you, you know, and it was kind of like inspiring too, being like, we're going to all get through this together. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, things get hard, just like fishing gets hard. And when the guys don't have much work fishing, they're usually (laughs) at a bar spending their money. They don't have drinking because they're coping with the fact that there's no fishing. And it was just kind of more of like a, like, Hey, we're all going to get through this together. Times get hard. And I got in trouble for posting it because I said the bars are full. And I was like, are you kidding me? I can't even, you know, because times are so sensitive right now. I can't even post the bars are full. It's a, it's a lyric. I put quotes around it. Like, you know, and that was so hard for me because part of me is like, okay, I don't want to ever have anything to do with like hurting anyone or Mm -hmm. like in like enticing anything bad that's going to hurt anybody. But at the same time, like if we're like, if I'm so worried about everything I post, I'm just never going to post anything real ever. It's always going to be some manufactured. And isn't that terrible? Because here we're talking about seeing snippets of someone's life. Yeah. No matter who that is. Right. And let's just talk big picture. Like, okay, my wife and I were just talking about this the other night. Cause she's not on social media. She's like, mm-hmm. think about it. We have this platform or platforms to share mm-hmm. and people are sharing, but they're only sharing what, they want you to see totally So it creates this image yeah. of what that person's like and the reality is that's not really who they are no and so then all of that's out there and you think you know but what do you really know you yeah. don't really know and so yeah. for you to actually put yourself out there yeah and actually share something real and yeah. that's when there's a backlash like okay so i <laughs> yeah. i don't and i'm not even gonna get into who why how you got in trouble because yeah, i don't yeah. think that i mean we don't need to go there but because yeah, i don't want to get you in more <laughs> trouble but think about that i mean if you just stop and like maybe even remove yourself from it like yeah you put something up there you weren't trying to encourage people to do something negative yeah and there's some kind of backlash like i did i I struggle with that because it's hard but people just want to read the first two lines and then they're they don't want to like think about the intent behind it the actual meaning of what it is like people are just their attention spans are so quick i think that they just they just quickly read a couple lines or skim read it and then they just make it make a judgment Mm -hmm. i don't think that they're really like you know that's why when i feel so i've never ever ever commented something mean on anyone online nothing good for you never anonymously i think i mean i feel like most people haven't right i think so yeah yeah I've never been mean, never commented judgment, whatever. And if I feel enraged by something I see online, I usually like really in-depthly look at it and I try to think about what, like, is it right for me to be feeling like this, you know? And I usually like try to really look at the intent behind it and all that stuff. I just feel like we lost that as like a, a majority or not a majority as like the people who have the bigger voices on social media, you know? Yeah. The louder, yeah. maybe louder minority. Cause it's not, it, that's what it is. Cause it's not a majority. Like it's not. And honestly, how much of it is actually people who live in America? That's, that's a great question. And that's not something that people really think about very often. Even uh, I don't think about it very my often. My partner is in the military and he says all the time, he's like, mm, yeah, that's probably Russia. 
Wow, right? <laughs> Chew on that one for it. We're just going to take, we're going to get a sip of our waters while y'all just think about that for a second, folks. Uh, yeah, it's crazy to think about all of the influence and there's a lot of them out there. Dude, I'm sure so many countries are taking advantage of us right now that want to see us just burn because they're just like. But the thing is, is that, I, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I'll say how I feel about it. I think, I think most of the people in America can hold America up totally. when push comes to shove. Totally. And we like, do love each we're other. We're not there yet. Yeah. Like, and, and they say, oh, there's going to be a civil war. No. Well, I don't necessarily. No. It's possible. No. Anything's possible. But I think that if you took the majority of people, like yeah. we, aside from the loud minority, yeah. that most people can figure out situations. Totally. Like even if there was, you know, five Democrats and five Republicans in here right now and they were hardcore, like I feel like at least if I'm here yeah. and maybe that sounds arrogant, I feel like <laughs> I could figure out how to. To make them work together. Calm down. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like we can all be friends and we don't have to go down. We don't have to like you think this way. I think that way. And I think most people would agree that, you know, the big machine and system is a mess anyway. So like, yeah, we're all just going to take take care of each other. Like that's how we're going to totally survive for a long period of time. Yeah. Is taking care of each other. You don't helping people out. hundred percent. And it's not the. The big machine, you know, no. I mean, yeah, your stimulus is great right now, but that's all going away. So it's like, <laughs> there's gotta be, th then it's us, then, yeah. it, then it's just us. Totally. So what are we going to do? Like when the tornado happened in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, like what in Jan February, March, right before, right before corona this, hit, yeah. Nashville, I feel so bad. Nashville's my other home. I, right now I have two homes, Nashville and in Florida. Um, and Nashville has been hit so hard this year. It's not even funny, but my point was seeing people help people during that i cried so much that week just of happiness of and sadness but like of happiness of seeing people love and help one another like we went out as a team um have you ever heard of country rebel they're yeah. a big facebook and instagram mm -hmm. and all that uh those those guys are really good buddies of mine the two brothers that started it the blues brothers and they invited me to help them like clean up the city with them and there was tons of artists like it was like us love and theft um like a couple other like up and coming country artists like myself um and we were like all working together picking like chainsawing down or chainsawing apart trees collecting them all like getting them out of people's yards helping lift trees off people's like personal houses and stuff it was like so beautiful to see like people driving by with free food for people who needed it um like i bought probably tons of tons of water like cases of water and if a house looked like it really needed it i would just go up to their doorstep and be like hey you guys want some water you know um we bought a lot of blankets i know like the rebel boys like they they spent so much money and they took it to like the shelters and all that stuff because people needed it but my whole point was like seeing how much people really are there for each other in times of need and stuff really like i hadn't seen that since like 9 11. Mm -hmm. like i hadn't seen us love each other like that as a community since I was little, like in that capacity, because I hadn't been in a natural disaster yet because in Oregon we have like earthquakes and tsunamis, but in Knock my lifetime, wood, I know. Those yeah, don't happen yes, here. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. <clears throat> um, but, uh, my, I, it was amazing to see that because that's really where everybody's heart is. And that was the majority of people, the people who didn't get hit by the tornado, 
everyone was helping literally everybody you mm-hmm. know and it didn't matter if they were no. republicans or democrats they no. just got out there and, no. and picked up a shovel or yeah. a chainsaw or branches and 100 got it, to it yeah and they're just like everybody's strangers to each other and everyone's help. it was beautiful and then now to see what's going on and everybody's like the people with the loud voices are almost trying to like make it seem like we all don't love each other. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't believe that one bit. I just saw what I saw back in, you know, a few months ago. And well, I, know and I saw pictures and videos from my friends in Seattle that got out there the next day after a lot of the stuff, hap- stuff happened a couple of weeks yeah. ago and they rallied a bunch of people and they're scrubbing walls yeah. and repainting. And That's it beautiful. was like, no, you're not doing this. That's like this beautiful. isn't going to happen. And it was people and I'd say it, both sides of the aisle however yeah. you want to say it yeah, like my yeah. my liberal friends my yeah. conservative friends and they're granted there's not a lot of conservative friends in seattle but <laughs> to each their own i'm not judging you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i might give you a hard time but i'm not gonna judge you um you know just getting out there and getting it done and i think that's what beautiful is important that? yeah i mean just like helping each other loving one another just you know we're all the same deep down we all want to love and be loved yeah. like, we really are i mean and the people who aren't <laughs> like what a terrible spot to be though if you yeah. have like that much hate in your heart then wh- where's the fun in that like yeah. i always tell people i go home at night well right now i'm always at home for now still <laughs> but um you know when i'm at home when i go to bed like i i, I go to bed pretty easily you yeah. know and it's a great thing because i don't i i liked and i was even joking with the girl at the drive up last night at uh at DQ when I went to get blizzards <laughs> and my buddy we have a good Dairy Queen here. They did well. They it's did, fancy. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, hit the long line last night, yeah. by the way, they're, they're killing it. But, um, I was telling my friend, he's laughing at me. I'm like, listen, I'm just joking around having a good time with them. Like yeah. if they laugh, I laugh, we all laugh. Like, where's the harm in that? Like, you know, and I, even at the store, like, you know, behind my mask, I was laughing. This lady's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in the way. I'm like, listen, we've got nowhere to be. We're not in a hurry yeah. and don't even worry about it. Have an awesome day. And Seriously. she's like, looked at me like, uh, and she's <laughs> like, Oh, thank you. Like, how hard is that to do? That's awesome. It's easy to do, It is, you know, and it makes yeah. me feel good. Yeah. We, we only live once. We got a short life. We might as well, you know, make it enjoyable and love everybody around us. Yeah. yeah. So talk about what this quarantine has been like for you with COVID-19, because as an artist, you make money by touring, totally selling yeah. merch and, and getting out there in front of people. So all of a sudden you're, locked down for a while and yeah. I know that you did a, a page takeover with our Facebook page which yes. was awesome thank you for letting me do that yeah absolutely uh Ashley holds the keys to the car but uh <laughs> she's awesome yeah she was totally on board too and and so what what's, what's that experience been like for you I mean it it's been it's been equally hard as it has been um introspective I don't know if that's the way to put it um but I would say that when it all first happened, I I didn't know how to take it because I was just about ready to release my album. Um, I had so many dates booked with other artists that I've loved my entire life, like Gary Allen. And oh man, yeah, Good one. I know. And I was about to go on the road, like a bunch with him and Gretchen Wilson and Sarah Evans and some other people. And I was getting so excited. And, uh, the summertime is that time for me where touring starts and right before summer, spring and summer, um, touring starts. And like, I become the version of myself that I'm proud of the rest of the year. <laughs> like, you know, the badass, like on stage in front of thousands of people, I get to see all the hard work I've put in, in the studio um, and writing the music and all that, I get to see 
I get to reap the benefits of it, you know, and, and get to the place in my head that is like, makes all of it worth it. And, you know, and, and then, you know, rinse, recycle, repeat, and then the whole year, you know, so getting that taken away was really hard for me. Um, because I had to figure out how I was going to make use of that time without having that, you know, and like not having the original plan to release my album and not being able to even play any shows. And, um, if you've done any type of career, like being a musician, being a comedian, being, um, like any type of person that's like in front of the masses and doing something, there's like an addiction to that. And, and there's also just like this, it's like the reason I do what I do is so I can get in front of people and like feel their energy Mm -hmm. and I can't even explain it. And not having that was really hard. It was really depressing. I had to go through like a whole roller coaster of emotions, just even dealing with the fact because my booking agents were like, yeah, I don't think we're going to have shows until like 2021 at first. And I was like, an entire year mm. of no shows. And like, that's like for people who have played sports, it's like practicing, yeah, showing too. up to practice <clears throat> and then not ever getting to play the game. And this was my year. And that was the hard part is like, I mean, every year's everybody's year, but like this was the year that I felt like my career was hitting this stride and I was going to get to capitalize on that stride. And that was really hard because I didn't, it's like so scary when you do something like be a musician and you're trying to make it, you know, quote unquote, whatever that means to anybody else. For me, it's just, I would like to get in a spot where I have consistency. I can raise a family. I can make the music I want to make when I want to make it. And I can just, you know, tour and, and have comfortable, be comfortable. That's Mm -hmm. like my goal. Like I don't need like superstardom fame. I don't need, you know, the, obviously like, I think I could handle that if it comes my way. Um, but in fame's all relative, like, uh, you know, you can be famous in some circles, but then not in other circles, you know, there's international fame, there's national, you know, whatever. So like, yeah. But my point is, is like, Oh, what was my point? (laughs) Not having touring was very hard to like you know handle mm-hmm. and uh yeah what? i know there was a point to that well, you were talking thing. about <laughs> the payoff being oh, able to perform yeah, yeah, and yeah. being up in front of people totally. how difficult that was so at the beginning of that you had to like get your mind wrapped around all of that and what that meant yeah yeah and so anyway i was hitting my stride with my career you know things were going great we just got got off rate tour blah blah blah. and so that was really hard because i went through this whole like what am i gonna do like is my career gonna like what's gonna happen because it takes a while to get the momentum built up and you're like going up the mountain it's like you're on the roller coaster maybe and you're yes like you're like it's just you get to climb totally all the way to the top and it's like woohoo here we go totally and momentum's everything like it's the hardest thing to get back it's everything and sometimes there's just a small window like like just a sliver like you got to get through there when there's the opportunity hi dad or (laughs) he's just waving (laughs) we can hook up an extra microphone if you don't want to come ask him about the crab real quick what what, what was i supposed to ask him what hey what's what do the crab get that we can't fish them yeah what's the the is it amino acid Demon crab. Demon crab. Demon crab. I like the way he put that. Demon crab. Demoyic acid. acid. See, we we were close. What is is amino acid? That was dumb. (laughs) 
I don't know. Don't ask me. I didn't pay attention in health class. Demoyic acid. Yeah. I think amino acid might be a good thing. Yeah. Isn't that like in infomercials? Don't they talk about amino acids? I don't know. Sorry, squirrel. Someone's listening and they're like, you guys, when it comes to, listen, we don't know our acids. All right. Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. Oh, you're fine. Hey, yeah, it's all good. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> Listen, we're all about the ambiance here. Yeah. This is the real deal. And the funny uh, thing is I've actually been talking uh, to some previous guests, mm-hmm. and we're talking about doing a live podcast oh, where cool. you actually set the speakers up and you have the audience, but I'm just not, that would I'm be not, fun. I'm not quiet there, but yeah. this is a good practice. Well, if you want to do that, let me know because <laughs> okay. I want to go. Nice. Oh, yeah. Speaking of audiences, not having an audience and doing the lives has been so weird because, you know, like I'm used to that. But like all the time, you know, not mm-hmm. having people clapping and affirming that you did a good job. Now so you can see there's maybe hundreds <laughs> or thousands of people on whatever page you're on yours or taking someone's over. But yeah, yeah. you don't you can't you play so and sing and then you're like you almost have to clap for yourself because you give yourself that like the song's over moment, you know, and so you're just like, woo. All right. So next, <laughs> do you feel so like, awkward. is it weird for you? Cause I know it's weird for me when there's dead air and yeah, the podcast has it. definitely helped because radio, you're not supposed to have dead air, Yeah, but for this it's different. It's totally, it's okay. But yeah. I get like, I can feel <laughs> myself getting anxious when there's dead air. So like you sing and you stop and it's like no response. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then do you try and, yeah. cause I know it can be awkward for me. It's yeah. like, I try to like come embrace, up with something. Well, or if you embrace the awkward, I like, I found it's, it's better. Like, so if you're just completely like embrace the fact that you're in front of a screen and people are watching you and like the song's over and there's no one here to clap. People almost like it when they're like, uh, you're like, well, I hope you like that one. You know, just yeah. embrace just it. Just let them take a breath. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe my friends just tell me it's <laughs> it went well. <laughs> I think they go very well. I mean, I, I've enjoyed when I've watched. Thank you. It's nice. It's fun. You know. At least we have that platform. Can you imagine if we didn't even have that? Like, uh, I would be like, what do I do with my life? <laughs> and what a great way to adapt. There's the ice right there. Yeah, I know. She's like, can I dump the ice? I need to dump. The, I really need to get the ice ready. We're gonna be open in five minutes. We How need cool to get the is that in. though? I mean, like, you I, guys are getting the experience. You know. <laughs> I think that's the best part. Like that's the that's the real right. We're talking about exactly. like whether to share real or whether whether to, whether to have real in the background. I think it it just adds. I'm to glad it. you're into that because I don't know how we would have avoided it. No, and we don't need to. I, I just think it's awesome. Like they're getting the coffee ready. They're getting. The, I mean, this is they're literally getting the restaurant ready for a huge holiday weekend Woo, where yep. people have been locked down forever. I'm excited for people to be able to mingle some and get out and, and hopefully everyone is safe enough and that nothing bad happens to anyone, but totally. I definitely think people need to live a little bit. So it's just, yeah. a, it's a good mental feeling. health is important too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And br- be able to breathe the, the fresh ocean air yeah. and to, to have your family here is cool. And, oh, and dad man. popping in over the shoulder with a little tidbit and yeah. your, your boyfriend's here, which yeah. You, uh, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, we can talk uh, about it before the podcast. That he is he Green Beret Mm -hmm. now. Okay, because he was training at one point, right? I know a while ago when we talked, it was like he. Thank goodness he's done with that. Oh, that was rough. Because that's (laughs) like 
unique. It's not like yeah. everyone can he's be a badass, yeah. Green Beret. Mm-hmm. I'll try and keep it in line over here so I don't yeah. get like, He'll be, tied he's into fine. a knot. He's fine. I'll just get in trouble later, but it's fine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we, we'll try not to say any secrets, but no. I think, how, what's that like for you? Because you have a song that talks about an army ranger mm-hmm. and to have the separation because he's been overseas, totally. right? Yeah. And so we won't get into all those details, but yeah. you're out on the road touring when you can, when it's not COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And then he's over there in other countries. How do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely hard, but it also is like very, it also complements what I do. I don't know if that makes sense, but like our careers are very alike. And that's something that him and I, from the get-go, have been very... Um, we're so supportive of each other and that's it honestly like you have to in anything you do you have to have a supportive partner but like I am very lucky that he had he's been like you know so great since the beginning with my music and being like you know you need to do what you need to do go on tour blah blah blah. and it's actually worked out perfectly that when he's been in training or deployed or whatever I've been freed up to like have our dogs and be able to make sure everything's okay while at home and like all that stuff and then when i'm gone on tour he's actually home it's so weird how for the last four and a half years that that's worked out for us you know but it it is it is really hard i mean when it comes to the not being able to ever plan anything together like we, we can't you know look at six months from now and be like we want to go on that vacation or we want to you know make sure we book our tickets now to get them the cheapest to go see our family or you know let's spend Christmas here this year it's always a last minute pulling the trigger because I don't he doesn't know when he has to go or wow. be in so the he field could go or at a moment's notice if they need him he yeah they well, can say we need you to get on yeah, a plane and you're out of here totally like one of our buddies um who's down in the same group it, he was told last week that he might deploy this week. Yeah, and I'm just like... <laughs> That's just the line of work, though, it right? Is. Like, when we need the badasses, we need them, like, we right do. now. And that mm-hmm. could be right now. Yeah. It's and crazy to think about. Like, that, what a different life to live it is. than most people. Man, I'm so proud of him, though. Like, seeing the amount of sacrifice and how hard he works. And it's so selfless. Like, it's not even funny. Like, you know, and he, you know, he loves every minute of it and he's so ambitious and driven you know obviously he's a captain green beret like that's so cool like Mm -hmm. i i'm so proud of him and i've seen how hard he's worked i've seen him come back from they call it like prisoner of war camp or whatever and he came back and his eyes were like bloodshot he's got like cuts everywhere and like you know they shoved him in a box forever and like made him listen to music like for like a day straight or whatever and like stuff like that i don't know if i was supposed to say that whatever um but anyway so it's just crazy you know like having somebody who inspires you to like he makes my music better because i am able to like get inspiration in my personal life and see everything that he does and you know it makes me more ambitious and it I don't know it's it's pretty amazing so I'm very proud of him and you know anybody who serves our great country like thank you so much for everything you do I've seen it you know from the inside and you know it's just it's amazing and we need people like that so much to have the freedoms we have here it's Set everything else aside, the family yeah. vacations to, yeah. to sign up for a job that 
90 some percent of people, a very high percentage of yeah. people would not do. Yeah. Right. Not only could yeah. they not do it yeah. probably, yeah. you know, there's some out there that could that just choose not to, but yeah. for the most part, it takes a special breed of person to be able to do that. You know, yeah. whether it's a, uh, green beret or Navy seal or yeah. whatever it is. I mean, that's like an elite category yeah. that it, it totally. takes a lot. And then you're putting your life on the line. Totally. Potentially every time you go out there. Totally. And Oh, I want to elaborate on what I said about the prisoner board camp. That's a training thing. Totally gotcha. training. Okay. <laughs> like, training. Totally training. <laughs> okay. I just want to elaborate on that. Make sure I don't uh, say anything wrong. Um, yeah, but I'm just very proud of him and, uh, yeah. I like that you're able to or willing to talk about them because there's a lot of people in the industry that you're in that don't talk about their I mean, significant other because yeah. they kind of want to, whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah. Either A, they want to keep that private, which yeah. I totally understand. My wife's a very private person. To be honest, this is the first time I've ever talked about it. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know. I just... I mean, aside from interviews where you say I was inspired to write the song yes. because of because of being in love with a man in the military. That's right. a, that's about as far as I've ever gone with it, to be uh -huh. honest, because like I don't want to, you know, talk about anything that he's done and like um, just and also it's sensitive. Like he's not allowed to talk about right. stuff ever. And I don't know anything sensitive. He keeps it from me. So Do you it's think probably that's a good better thing. Though? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. I don't think that I should know, you know, some stuff. So, yeah, I don't just crazy, you know, yeah, <laughs> there's always, so much we don't know. <laughs> I, I always thought I wanted to know. Yeah. Like I thought if I was smarter, I want to be in the CIA. Mm -hmm. No, uh -uh. don't come recruit me. Mm -hmm. CIA guys don't come ask Seriously. me because I don't know. Uh -uh. <laughs> like you start to learn some of that stuff and I'm, mm. you think you want to mm. know, but some things are just better. Yeah. left to be handled and elsewhere. then also i'm in an interview and you know what if i let something slip so it's good he doesn't tell me <laughs> right <laughs> yeah we'll just uh, let that i'll but write it nice, in a song <laughs> it's nice that he could be here though it's cool that you said it's kind of unique when you're together and able to come out here so yes. mm -hmm. it's awesome that it's fourth of july weekend it's actually fourth of july right now that we're recording this i don't I know, know that i'm gonna get it loaded today maybe i'll happy birthday it, america it, yeah it may be um tomorrow or the next day but People will be able to enjoy it at some point. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's cool that we're, we're, we're right at an hour right now and oh, shoot. Getting the, the doors open and, uh, it's just very cool yeah. that, that we're able to do this. I know. I didn't even think about that. Is it 11 already? Yeah. Dang. I think so. 11 <laughs> Isn't that cool? We need to make someone take a picture of what we're doing right now. Well, somebody will walk by <gasps> at some point. Hey, the shields are right there. Oh, that's great. Are they longtime friends? Yeah, they're good friends. And the first customers of the day? Yes. That's great. Oh, I love them. You know everybody here. Even when you grow up here, you just, you know. That's kind of how it is in small towns. Yeah. That's what's nice about it, you it's know. It's so great. You walk into Fred Meyer, and honestly, you see probably everybody you know, but the amount of conversations you have, probably 20. It's crazy. I, I forget what Doesn't it's like. Doesn't make it hard, though, <laughs> when you come home, because... You were probably known pretty well anyway because your family has an establishment here. Right? Yeah. We're sitting in the restaurant. Catalyst, by the way. Yep. In case you're wondering, in case you missed the first part of this for some strange reason, you <laughs> should go back and start over because there's some gold in here. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> for me, and my hometown's even smaller, but it, I feel like sometimes it's hard, yeah. but in a good way because everyone wants to talk about everything. It, yeah. And uh, you know, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like I don't, 
hey, I don't think I'm that interesting. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they know you on such a deeper level yeah. too. So it's not just you know. We know where all the skeletons are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and honestly, like it's scarier for me to play shows at home than anywhere else. Is that weird? Like the no, pressure is so much harder because they've known me for my since I was born like it's crazy so it's so much more pressure because I want to make them proud yeah. you know <laughs> but then they're like you're just like the rest of us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when you yeah the stories they have on me are yeah oh geez <laughs> it's just it's cool that you're able to grow up here and I think like how fortunate I was to be able to grow up in a small town we we moved from Grants Pass to Glendale not California Oregon yeah, yeah. population 700 <laughs> when I was three years old and we lived there the whole time Aww. so for, it's really all I knew I mean I, I vaguely remember being a kid in Grants Pass yeah. barely not much but Glendale's just, so small oh yeah <laughs> have you been there yeah uh Gretchen Owens is from yeah Glendale, my cousin right <gasps> I love her did, did we not talk about this before no what you didn't know that, didn't know that. did you go to Linfield at the same time yes right so she's a good friend of mine and she was at my house the other she's day she's very talented like yeah. she's an amazing singer <laughs> she uh we went down the river a couple of weeks ago she called me yeah. and said hey my husband's off work on a Monday yeah she's like can you get to the park at one o'clock I'm like I'm working from home yeah and so I took my son who's four yeah and she took her son and the four Aww. of us one, two, three, four, five of us went down the river. That's so cool. Yeah, it was it, fun. It would be, we live in Oregon. She's your cousin. That's just how it works here. <laughs> and people right now are going, of course you're related because you came from yeah. a town of 700. Everyone marries each other. Well, I, was I like, went Glendale. out of state to find my wife. Okay. <laughs> I went to California. Uh, me too. And it's hard because then on holidays, you got like two different states to worry about. And ugh. What state? Wisconsin. Oh wow! See, mine are in Northern California, Redding, so it's not yeah. that far. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. For us, it's like we got to pick one or the other. It's too hard. <sighs> we actually been jamming both of them in uh, last two Christmases, and it is so that's so hard. stressful to me. Though we used to do that, we'd hit. So we have parents. Both of our parents are divorced. Oh, and so that's four A lot of stops. Yeah, <laughs> and we the very first year we were together, this was without kids, uh -huh. and we started at one. And we stayed up way too late wrapping presents the night before, so we slept for like three hours. <laughs> then we went to the next, so we went to the next one the next morning, then drove all the way home to my house. Then we went to my uncle's, and I was like, I was so mad at the end of it because I was tired. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> then you have kids, and then you're like, oh, it's going to make us. it way, yeah, way harder. Gosh. Yeah, yeah not there yet. <laughs> what haven't we touched on that we should touch on? Because I know there's a million I mean, more things we yeah. can talk about. We really haven't talked about your music a whole lot, but. People should well, definitely check all, it out. All this stuff we're talking about is in my music. So if you listen to my songs, you're going to, it'll all, the dots will be connected. My music's so nautical about fishing and, um, and also like military songs and things like that. So, I mean, we've kind of <laughs> touched on everything that inspires where the music comes from. So, so you went from Brookings to Linfield mm -hmm. for college yep. and then you made the jump at 23 to go to Nashville. Yeah. Like what was it that made you make the jump? Like you had, yeah. you had been performing for a while, right? You performed yeah. in some of the showdowns, didn't you? Totally. Yeah. I feel like I was yeah. at a couple showdown. of them at least. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I originally like started singing when I was like six, super young, started doing always wanted to do talent shows I actually would like make little notes to my family and I'd be like come to my talent show in my living room you know when I was super little I was just very like outgoing 
and singing in front of people never really like scared me, you know? I mean, it's, I get nervous for mm-hmm. sure, but it never like scared me to the point where I didn't want to do it. I always wanted to do it. And then uh, I started winning competitions like in middle school. And then I had an amazing teacher in middle school and high school that he saw talent and he totally just took me in and took me under his wing and he made me do competitions and he was an amazing pianist. Um, shout out to Jerry Moffitt. Uh, and he made me do like all these huge competitions in Redding, California, oh, really? jazz competitions. Um, and I would just win a bunch. And so I was like, oh, well, obviously something's going right, you know? And then in college, got a scholarship for music. And then I played, I tried to play sports for a little bit and it ended up just being too hard between music and sports. You just, you can't really do both. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, after college, I graduated with two degrees, political science and music. Congratulations. Thank you. It's, awesome. it's weird because I've never done anything with them. It happens though. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But you did it. You yeah. accomplished it. I don't know where my diploma is, but it's somewhere. Um, but yeah, so I graduated and um, I was, I had a, I've had a band I had a band since I was 14 years old, like a rock country, whatever hip-hop, band. in case you missed yeah, the earlier part of I this I can do podcast. some hip hop. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, we, so we always performed like on the weekends and I was working for a few lawyers at that, or two lawyers at that time. And, uh, they would always be like, when are you singing next? When are you singing? You know, they never really encouraged me to stick to like law. Uh, for some reason, they good always, for them though. Seeing something and being like, you you should not exactly, be doing this. You gotta go. Exactly, you got like, to go. I'm unhappy. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. If they're listening, I'm sitting to this. on a pile of money, but I'm miserable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so they always just pushed me, and then um, a competition came in Portland, Oregon, with uh, the radio station up there to uh, enter in to win a chance to open up for Gretchen Wilson. And so Gretchen Wilson had been a huge idol of mine growing up. I always sang her songs and like, she was that chick that I aspired to be like if I was an artist, um, which I, I was an artist. Yeah. A badass. <laughs> and she would sing things that a man would say, right. You know, like she said, like she was a little edgy, a little rock with country. And she would say things like you could put he or she in place and a man would sing those words. So for me, I always was like, that's who I am. Like I grew up you know, playing on boys sports teams. I grew up like on the boats with my dad and a lot of men. My dad would take me to his like co-ed or not co-ed, uh, his men's league basketball games and his co-ed softball games. I would always be thrown in in these situations that made me feel like women and men are totally equal. And I was just as good, if not better than a lot of guys, you know, so like competitively. Mm-hmm. So like, I just loved her music because I feel like it screamed that too, you know? And so anyway, I got the opportunity to open up for her and because we won that competition and she was just hanging out after the show backstage on some picnic tables with her band. And I uh, just asked her, I was like, hey, can me and my family come hang out with you? And she was like, sure, come on over. And so she gave me the invite. So I took it and uh, we went and hung out with her and a bottle of Jack later and some dips later. And like, <laughs> just, you know, we hung out to like 4 a.m. That's like, great. yeah, we, I probably looked ridiculous, but we clicked immediately. You know, when you just know you're going to be friends with somebody like mm-hmm. right away, that's how that was. Like I knew she was my kind of person. Like we'd get along great. We had so much in common. And, uh, by the end of the night, she was like, Hey, you know, if you want to do this for real, and I was like, yeah, I want to do this for real. I want to, do music and she's like then you got to move to Nashville Mm -hmm. you can't 
do it here in Oregon. It's really hard. It's almost impossible. She's like, record deals aren't going to come to Oregon to find you. They're all in Nashville. And they also like, they wait for you to make that big hard leap and move to Nashville. They want to see you're in it. Like they want to know that you're all in it and committed 110%. Totally. So honestly, I just sold a bunch of Dungeness crab at a farmer's market, canned tuna and all that. And I saved up like a few thousand dollars packed up my car, drove four days out, you know, and just, I did the thing. And it's crazy too, because I had no, I knew nobody. I only knew her. I didn't really know her that well. Mm. She only had given me her email. It was a huge leap of faith for me to just think to myself, I think she's going to, I think she's going to be in my life. And I think she's going to see that I'm a hard worker and want to work with me. And um, At least you're hoping, right? Because you don't know. You don't know how that's going to go. Uh-uh. I mean, she's a superstar in your eyes, right? And my eyes. Totally. And someone you listened to growing up. So yeah. you're going out there thinking, man, I don't. And it's a tough world out totally. there, too, especially the music business. So you're yeah. you're all in. And who knows where it's going from there? 100%. It's so scary. And, you know, I just thought to myself, if there's any time in my life I'm ever going to do it, it's now. It's not going to be later. And, you know, I don't have kids yet. I'm not married. Like, I don't have things holding me back necessarily. So why not just leap of faith, try to live out my dream for a little bit and, you know, don't have a plan B. And that's what I did. And, you know, for a long time, it took a while for me to start working with her. I had to, like, go to bars and just buy people drinks and try to make friends. And I ended up falling into a great group of friends that are still my friends to this day that I met right away, which is awesome. I just I feel like sometimes you can just sense good people, you Mm -hmm. know, and uh Yeah. So I just, every night I would go out and try to network and meet people. And I wrote some of the best songs I've ever written in my life. Still going to have to this day and be out on my album coming out soon. Um, and then finally when she was ready to hang out, um, I was like, Hey, like I, I'm in town now. There's a tornado. What do I do? You know? And then that kind of was like, you know, she called me right away. Like, Oh, cause she's such a mom. She's crazy. Like, just like if she cares about you, she really cares about you, you know? And she takes care of you. And yeah. So it was like, you know, from that point on, we would just slowly get together. Like we'd go get lunch, you know, we'd go get a drink. And then all of a sudden we were writing songs together and then my songs were so good. She's like, all right, you can do this. And then I did a Kickstarter, raised like $35,000 on a Kickstarter. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you don't have to pay for anything. I want to pay for you to do this with me because I did the Kickstarter and she helped me do a couple things. Um, And she's like, all right, let's do this. So it was like little steps that worked my way up to a couple years ago. She's like, your music's so good. Let's do this for real. I'm going to sign you to my record label. It was when I wrote Army Ranger. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was like, let's do this for real. Let's go. And I was like, all right. What's that feeling like? Uh, knowing that you like leap of faith, four day trip across the country oh and buying drinks for people at the bar. And then all of a sudden, boom. It's, it's crazy. Sometimes I'm like living, I'm like pinch me. I'm living in a dream. And then other days I'm like, you know, I, I know that I worked hard enough to get here and it's, it doesn't happen overnight. Like it's so slow the way it happens. You just work hard and the little things at a time and then the little things add up to the big thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where, you know, people, you know, they just think people are an overnight success. That's not how it happens. Like it's a long road, mm-hmm. hard work with anything you do, you know, whatever you decide to do. So yeah, it it was, but it's an amazing feeling to to say that I'm signed to the record label of somebody I've idolized 
my whole life. She's one of my best friends. I get to tour with her and other amazing artists. Like I got to open up for Leonard Skinner and Bad Company last mm-hmm. year. What the heck? Like that is like legendary for me. Like so cool, you know. It's been a dream come true. I'm very grateful. Grateful for everybody that supported me and like cuz I wouldn't be here without like you guys, like the radio stations, my fans, like people wanting to listen and pushing me to keep doing it, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, like I am very blessed, you know. Yeah. It's so cool to see yeah. like someone be able to do what they want to do and just knowing that that's possible. Yeah. Cause so many people coming from small towns, especially don't think it's possible. I know for me, Yeah. you know, and I've, I've always said like if, and my cousin Gretchen yeah. down the river, she's like, what's it going to take for you guys to finally win that ACM award? You know, cause we've been, <laughs> we've been the Buffalo bills of award shows. Have like you? we've been, we were nominated three years in a row and haven't won. Oh, I think you can, which I we've been there, it. but I'm yeah. like, I don't care. So honestly, and I have no problem saying this to yeah. anyone who wants to hear, like yeah. I, the only reason that I want one of those, I want to take it to my high school and I want to put it in the trophy case. So some kid can walk by and see that and be like, no shit, huh? You yeah. went to school here. Oh. I can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the only that's the only yeah. reason. Like I don't need it for me. I don't want it for yeah, me. It's, yeah, it's because I was that kid. Like I was that kid, and they started a high school radio station. I'm like, I really, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> and then somebody gave me an opportunity, and here we are. Yeah. You know, like you 20 years later. <laughs> Thank you. Um, at least in some people's eyes, you are. You are. I mean, it's been crazy though. Like to yeah. think about. Like, and I was as I was watching you talk about it. Like your eyes light up talking about like being in it. Yeah. And like, it's the realization of, oh my God, I'm act- I actually do this, yeah. you know, even though it's a weird time right now, like you have done it and you're going to continue to do it. And from Brookings, Oregon is such a, you can come from anywhere. You can, you know, it's just about like not giving up and you know, just if one door closes, just find the one that's going to open. Mm-hmm. You don't need to give up. You know, everybody can do what they love, no matter what it is. I yeah. believe that wholeheartedly. You know, maybe this time for us to like be on lockdown and be locked inside of our houses and really figure it out. Maybe that's inspired a lot of people to to do that, you know? Yeah. Well, there's some people that I don't know personally, but they're friends of Ashley's and I'm working hard to get them on to be the next episode of the podcast. And she was on. See, here's where I need to get my facts straight. I think The Voice, American oh, cool. Idol, one of the two, but they just sold their house. They're on a year-long road trip in an rv with i believe five kids <laughs> they literally just sold everything and they're like we're out we homeschool our kids that's anyway. amazing like we're just gonna do, I it. do that and they're like vlogging and blogging and all that stuff right and so they're putting out all this content but i'm like i want to talk to them seriously because I, deep down i have this burning desire to take my rv across the country but it's never been the right time yeah and now would have maybe been the time yeah except for an infant and covid yeah but whatever. and it's like it would be hard to plan out your stops with all this stuff going on and my wife is not one of those people who would just <laughs> go I, I would go and just figure it out but the idea of not having a plan is not going to work for yeah her. she's like uh how about let's think about this for yeah. a year yeah <laughs> i mean just to come over here for a couple of days you know, we literally live 80 miles away. I was like, do we have this? 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 Like, man, this is, I forgot how exhausting this is, packing oh, up the RV. Man. I'm so glad that uh, my boyfriend's good at planning because I am horrible at oh, it. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. I just fly by the seat of my pants wherever I go. I'm like, eh, if I forget it, I'll just get it when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we can, you know, if it's a toothbrush, we can go buy a toothbrush. Exactly. You know? But uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you. we could talk for a we lot could, longer, yeah. but... Uh, what about the music? Because you talked about the album. So yeah. do you have an idea or are you just kind of in a holding pattern until some of this stuff 
yeah. is behind us. So we're finally meeting up again um, and getting back in the studio, which is great. So I think that we're going to get final mixes in and, and masters done like in the next couple few months. It's hard to tell because then things go on more lockdown and people, right. you know, so um, I'm hoping that we get it, you know, kind of my album that's going to come out somewhat finished soon. But I've also written a couple great songs during quarantine, so I'm like, oh man, like those. I is might it too late. No, or is it? no. So you can still move some things yes, around. And yes, my label's great with that stuff. Cool. So I like played Gretchen some demos last week, and she was like, oh man, that's a good one. I'm like, I think it beats out a couple of the other ones. <laughs> so we're 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 uh, maybe rethinking either how many songs will be on the album or what's there enough for be on two the album. do you think or are you i mean yeah there is enough for two um but, but it doesn't do you hang on to i mean if they're timely depending on yeah. what you wrote about in yeah. quarantine because there's been some songs already come out of quarantine luke yeah. combs brad paisley i know where right? they just pushed them out there it's like this is so timely people are yeah. gonna look back on this and be like yeah. six feet away like holy crap what like was luke, that all luke, about that was so smart of him to write that song i was like oh. like like how do you mm-hmm. not put it out now? I mean, yes. uh, you know, depending on what it is. So. I actually do have a song that's very timely with the times. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to somebody steal my idea before <laughs> I hey, put my album it. out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm like, we need to put that out now because it means something right now. Well, so. the nice thing about technology is you kind of can, right? If you can yeah. get it mixed, mm-hmm. then you can just get it out there. Yeah. Like, there's positives and negatives totally. to that, but yeah. to be able to. Yes. I just have like three other people that have to you know do stuff before uh, it goes out and gotcha. then with you know lockdown stuff who knows if that's gonna happen how but, to um, get a whole, get with them or yeah. whatever yeah yeah but uh hmm. you know what i'm so excited like this album's gonna be man it's a long time coming it's one of those things you know you work so hard for so long on that that's why most people's first albums are so amazing because they're songs that have been in the works for five to 10 years, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so hard to follow up with a second album. <laughs> so, right? yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Everyone's going to love it. It's got something for everybody on it. So if you're not a huge country person, like there's going to be stuff that you still will like on there. And if you're not a huge rock person, there's going to be stuff that you'll love on there too. It's a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, and everything we've talked about, like, pretty much hits all those bases on there too. So very nice. So, where, in case people missed the earlier part of this, um, the best place to find you on the social channels yeah. and also your music and all that good stuff. Yeah, if you just go to jessegmusic.com, you can find everything on there. But uh, Instagram, I go by at jessegofficial, and then Twitter, I go by at jessegmusic. And then Facebook, just look for Jesse G. But if you can't find that, you just type in all one word, Jesse G official in the search bar. And then you should be able to find it. If I can find it, then everyone else should be able to find it. Some people, though, it's like, oh, what? And I'm like, oh, walk them through it. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's awesome that like I knew of you a long time ago. But then Ashley and I ran into Gretchen in at Rendezvous. Oh, really? In Memphis. Like at the very early part of when you guys hooked up and she's like, mm. I've got this girl from Oregon. Mm. And I'm like, I know who you're talking about. She's like, you do? I'm like, That's yeah, I know awesome. exactly who you're talking about. She's like, we'll have to get hooked up sometime. Yay. And then it's funny how like that and then you ended up coming to the studio. Did we talk about that? 
I don't think we talked. Did we not talk about? It? Really? I don't know. That's I so can't cool. Remember. So you you talked about her. You talked we about talked me about with you her. with her at so Rendezvous, cool. and I'm like, oh yeah, she's like literally from like not too far from where I live. Like, not at all. I literally yeah. can go out and get on 199 and like you know a hundred <laughs> steps, and then be over here in no time. So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. And then we saw you in Memphis. Yes. You know, yep. what, a year then year or two later i don't know exactly yeah, the timeline but we saw you wow at the saint jude at the stuff for saint jude so oh, man. what was that like for oh, you because you got to go right yeah. you got to go tour the hospital yeah that was man all the all the feels all the emotions wow that was amazing just going in there and seeing that they don't leave any stone left unturned like they it's I hate comparing it to Disney World because that's the only other place that I've been and walked into and been blown away, you know, by just everything has thought has been thought of. Mm-hmm. Every little thing down to giving all the patients a window because natural light is healthy for you Gosh, to giving awesome. them amazing little areas to escape and play in creative ways to like get, you know, the patients in a good place you know and the amount of care like isn't it like five to one doctor to oh, patient? It's, it's crazy and you don't pay for anything if you get in there like I cried of happiness and just all every emotion so many times when we were touring in there that was amazing and see just seeing their capabilities wow there's just nothing like it there really isn't I'm glad you used the analogy of Disney World or and or Disneyland because it's magical yeah like there's the there's the direct tie like there's yeah. not any place you can go and you feel like it's magical that's one of those places and also that they don't even care they don't care yeah. if you're red white green black silver no. red white if yeah. you have money don't have money like our goal is to figure out how to get that kid right there fixed and out of here as yes. quickly as possible yes. that's all that matters and like to me that feeling mm-hmm. being there is like that's if amazing. we could duplicate it somehow yeah. and like pump it into everyday life like how do we just make everything better? seriously like that's it how do we just make yeah. everything better that's it yeah. And you know what? The kids are always so happy too. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's so inspiring. Like, and then they come out of there like wise beyond their years. Yes. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it's I know beautiful. I've said it before, but it's worth saying again and again and again. Like they come out and then accomplish like all these amazing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so beautiful. All right, so we, we need to wrap this up because okay. you guys are going to need this table yeah. so we can get I this mean, place. Yeah, you know, I mean, I hear it getting louder and I feel bad. <laughs> no, there's, it's great. I think people are going to enjoy it. I think they'll enjoy this episode. I think it was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you for having me. I mean, I'm, Same. I'm happy that you think I'm worth talking to. Like, I, you know, I don't, hopefully it was entertaining enough for people. So. Oh, it's. I think it's going to be just fine. So thank you. I like to wrap it up this way. Okay. If you have one bit of advice for people out there, and this could be very broad, it could be very narrow, oh, of just the thought in your head of something that's maybe helped you along the way, because obviously you decided to get in the car and drive four days across the country yeah. and take that leap of faith. Oh, you can think man. for a second if you want. I'll get a drink of my water <laughs> here. Wow, one thing of advice. What are they doing back there when they're banging? Are they like cracking crab? (laughs) That's how we crack it. What what are they doing? Uh, It has to be something. How about after this, we're going to go see? Because I actually don't know. Chopping mangoes. mangoes. Ooh. Ooh. Mango salsa. Okay. Kind of. Wow. That's that's a loud mango chop. (laughs) I wouldn't have expected salsa, but I'm impressed. Uh, Not ceviche. Yeah. You got to try it. It's really good. Yeah, if you'd like some lunch, too, let me know. Oh, yay! I should have brought mine, too. Dang it. She's wearing our 4th of July shirt. Yeah. We we need to. All right. One piece of advice. 
Um, every day is a gift. So do what you love and tell the people you love you love them. Ooh, good one. And just don't take anything for granted, you know? Just every day is a gift. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take it too seriously. Folks. Yeah, exactly. And don't, don't take, take life too, too seriously. seriously. I love that. Yeah. Like, man, especially now yeah. more than ever, you know, we're all taking it so seriously. Yeah, I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm I laugh so much now. I'm Good. Just like <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, Jesse G. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me, Jason. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're here at the Catalyst. We're going to wrap it up. It's 4th of July. We're going to... Enjoy with friends and family around and Woo. maybe sneak over here and check out some music. And I have a feeling that I'll be able to hear it even if I don't physically make it, but I'll, I'll make it. Yeah. I just bought new helmets for my electric scooters Woo. so I can ride my scooter <laughs> over here if I want to. And maybe, you Honestly, know. you'd probably hear it from where you're at anyway. <laughs> but I want to come over. And cool. I know my 11-year-old wants to see you Aww, one way or the other. I can't wait. So, yeah, Good. She, uh, she got the signed picture from you, which was very nice of you. So. Oh. She's a sweetheart. I got her letter, by the way. Oh, did you? Yes. I, I need almost to tell forgot her she that. sent that. Okay. I almost sent you a picture. I don't know why I haven't yet. I'll, I'll send one when I get home. Okay. <laughs> cool. Jesse G, episode 36, Garage Talk with Jason Allen. You can find it just about anywhere. And I'm out of practice because it's been like four weeks, but let me think about this for a second. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, garagetalkpodcast.com, wherever it's out there. And uh, this is Jesse G. This has been a real treat. We're almost to 90 minutes, so we're going to shut her down. And uh, it's been great. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.